come September and very soon to come is 30th of September. And why is it so important and why am I so excited about this particular date because it is gonna be the International Podcast Day. And yes, I have disclosed a part of this thing just now beforehand 30th September and why have I done this? Just to mark the beginning of the celebration of the International Podcast Day on my podcast from today onwards. Yes. It gonna be not only the podcast day celebration, it gonna be the podcast month celebration. Okay, wow. So, I've got some special bonus topics all throughout the month and we'll be ending with a wonderful topic that gonna be a bonus topic too on 30th of September and then we're gonna continue with our autonomic nervous system. Now, since we have completed with entire cholinergics, there's no way at all to rush into entire adrenergic drugs because that's gonna be the second part or that's gonna be the next important thing that I'm gonna start off. But before that, I thought of making this whole month a special celebration month, bringing you some of my never said, never told, very important bonus topics that would give you a good break and so would I get a break. So what is in my Pandora's box for whole of this month? To start off with today, I've got the topic new drug development and I'll be covering the overview along with the serendipity and all the things that happen before the preclinical testing. So are you ready for this series of maximum 4 bonus topics? Let the conversation begin. Welcome all to this Pharmacology Difficult Podcast. I'm your host Dr. Radhika Vijay, MBBS MD Pharmacology and this is the audio hub to get the best simplified basic tips, strategies, methods and lots of ideas to learn better, understand better and make your concepts crystal clear. If you rarely find and if there's a question hovering in your minds is pharmacology difficult, lend me your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge. In the olden and the golden times, plant origin chemicals and compounds and processes like serendipity by chance, some wonderful discoveries, they were the important sources of the drug development. Then came into vogue the chemical libraries where the extracts and the small molecular screening processes they were done. Later in the modern times, reverse pharmacology, well, someday I will definitely talk about this because this is one of my favorite and very important topics, but not today. So, reverse pharmacology and cloning via the genome sequencing along with processing of the purified proteins, they all presented new trends in the drug development context. High throughput screening famously abbreviated as capital HTS, became highly successful for the development of large number of compounds and finally nowadays in today's era, screening hits, identification, variety of optimization techniques to enhance the bioavailability, the drug efficacy, shelf life and to reduce their adverse drug reactions, they have been on the run. Computer-assisted drug designing is very much in vogue nowadays. It is very useful process as far as the drug discovery in the present era is concerned. 
But for your utter and kind and important information, till date, the drug discovery, the new drug development process is lengthy, it is expensive, it is in fact inefficient, not up to the mark, but still very much needed and in demand. That is why we need to study the, all the steps, all the parts and all the tidbits of this new drug development and the drug discovery process. Generally, when I say new drug, the term that I'm referring to is a new drug target. Abode of new drug development, they are mainly industrial laboratories. The question is why? Well, it demands a combined labor and effort of different factors like a huge effort, an amount of chemical processes and researches. These researches, they involve both the pharmacological and toxicological research. Affluent companies, which you can designate as, in the capital quotes, Big Pharma, they often display and provide pharmaceutical, highly profitable drug discoveries. No doubt, drug development, I've told you, is very, very expensive. Okay, let us flow chat the new drug development. Firstly, a potent new drug chemical compound is found, that is, our new drug target. Now, this discovery is generally done from the natural resources. The next step is to study the possible interactions of the drug. Now, this procedure is repeated till the desired efficacy is achieved for the new drug. Now, at the same time, the drug should be very potent, it should be highly selective. That adds to the characteristics and the qualities of the drug both in vivo that is inside the body and in vitro that is outside the body the drug characteristics they are firmly established like drug effects interactions metabolism pharmacodynamics and pharmacokinetics and this is all included in the preclinical testing studies then what what is the next step yes it is followed by the human testing processes these human testing processes are in fact the clinical studies and they occur in three phases. After that, the drug is approved and after that, the fourth stage is to becoming very much popular and demanding nowadays. As far as the approval is concerned, if drug is very toxic, its use is restricted in the fatal pathologies and it is handled and monitored by the skilled personnel. Drug discovery process generally occurs in the following steps. Let's go through them one by one. First, many naturally obtained compounds or prior known chemicals, etc., they are screened. Secondly, development of the Me Too drugs. What do you mean by Me Too drugs? That actually have the same characteristics. It is quite similar to the already existing drug. So, development of a Miru drug via the chemical changes in the active moiety. That is the next step. Third step, new drug target is defined and designing of new chemical structure is done. This whole procedure, it is occurring in the research labs. That is step 1, 2 and 3. Then, this three steps, they are followed by translational research. And what do you mean by translational research? It includes preclinical and the clinical studies. A lot many different types of essays they are done. A double S A Y. 
They are done at many levels of the drug discovery process. The levels are the molecular level and the cellular levels, etc. All in all, a lot of toiling, hard work, it leads to the establishment of a pharmacological drug profile. And this pharmacological drug profile, it clearly defines the drug selectivity, its effects, and sometimes, yes, adverse drug reactions also. In the whole process, toxicity profile of the drug too becomes evident. Serendipity can occur too, but for that, you ought to be curious, interested, and very cautious observer. Else you're gonna miss that chance and the opportunity of serendipity. Now, one of the examples of such kind of serendipity or sometimes termed as happy observation by chance discoveries is the discovery of an old drug or its side effects that actually serve as a new drug therapeutic intervention or application. And the best example for this one is the by chance knowledge of diuretics by the curious and the close observation that few antimicrobial sulfonamides they lead to metabolic acidosis. Isn't that wonderful? Penicillin was also discovered by chance. And actually that led the development of the discovery of lot many antibiotics. On the same pathway, one of the local anesthetic lidocaine and one of the anti-epileptic phenytoin, they were actually used for one of their effects as antiarrhythmic drugs. And then there are many of such examples. Now I'll give you a point to note. You have to take this in your mind very nicely that animal testing studies, that too for human pathologies, are best for most of the effective and useful drug compounds. But, but, mind it, for every human pathology, you cannot crack an efficient animal model. That is the restriction. That is one of the lacking things that for every human pathology, you cannot find the apt and the proper animal model. Then the choice of the drugs, especially I'm talking about the good drugs, it actually suffers and that is seen for the lack of the animal models for diseases and pathologies like Alzheimer's disease, autism, etc. But that is the end of one of the levels of the screening. The next screening occurs at the cellular level. Variety of parameters they are studied, they include the binding affinity to the receptors, the target activity level and subsequently screening at cellular level, it defines the drug as agonist or antagonist or inverse agonist or partial agonist, etc, etc. There's so many definitions that you already know. But this is defined by the screening of the drug at the cellular level. You got that, right? Now, the tests they are performed by isolating the tissues and these are also a very good guide about the drug effects and about their selectivity level. At the same moment, the drugs can be compared inside the body. High standards are kept for the effects, selectivity and they all have to be met by the drugs at this particular level of the screening. 
You might have noticed at any of the levels there is no compromise as far as the quality and the standards are concerned. Now after the screening at the molecular level and at the cellular level, what is the next step? The next is the complete animal model studies. The effect of the drugs they are observed on organs on as a body as a whole. Firstly, the normal models of animals they are preferred. Again, I repeat, you don't have to take the diseased models. The normal animal models they are preferred and then the pathological models, they are the next preference. When the useful effects and efficacy standards they are determined, then further the drug is studied and tested for its adverse drug profile. Now they can be a compound-centered approach. For that, potent compounds they are derived from the natural products but they may be complex in structure. And when they are complex in structure, it is difficult to be developed. The examples for such complex compounds include penicillin, anti-cancer agents like paclitexel, etc. In such a case, structure activity relationship, capital SAR, it can be applied and development of synthetic drugs take place. One very good example in this particular concern is the development of a long list of beta blockers and also a lot many H2 receptor blockers. Now you have to take one thing in your mind again. Too much of manipulation results in more of medu drugs. I repeat, if there is a lot of manipulation, there are not the proper screening tests and studies going on, it may lead to the development of a lot many me too drugs. You know what are me too drugs, right? They have no extra benefit to offer and actually that's not a very good strategy, not at all recommended approach. Is that thing clear in your mind? Let's talk about another type of approach. Apart from the compound-centered approach, what do we have? We have target-centered approach. Another the strategy is quite different. The biochemical or the molecular targets, they are explode into new compounds. Development of ACE, capital ACE inhibitors that are very good cardiac drugs and angiotensin second receptor blockers that are again a very famous group of cardiac drugs they serve as anti-hypertensive drugs they are developed by this target centered approach now this strategy is very nice it is quite proper and apt and leads to development of good and useful compounds for the next step that is lead optimization Another thing, another strategy we have is sometimes useful pro-drugs they are developed for deriving the desired therapeutic benefit. And the best example for this I want to give you is levodopa. And similarly, when you can develop a useful pro-drug, you can also develop a useful active drug moiety or metabolite of a less useful drug to derive the therapeutic efficiency and the best example is the development of paracetamol from phenacetine. Now these are quite difficult, hard work requiring strategies, approaches. But have you ever thought what's the inference of such toiling testing studies? 
the chemical structure and composition of the active moiety it is designed and modified for the desirable pharmacodynamic and pharmacokinetic parameters for the dependent studies interactions they are too thoroughly studied and this whole process is known as lead optimization or compound optimization it takes up to 3 to 5 years the whole process of lead optimization now this process of compound optimization it is done repeatedly and what do we get as a result we get what we call as a lead compound and since it is known as a lead compound you can guess what is the importance what is the function of this compound as the name indicates it's the leading compound of the drug for the new drug development now further steps a very one liner i want to tell you includes filing of the patent application for novel chemical moieties considering their high efficacy or their useful or novel therapeutic benefits etc so all in all summarizing it very quickly the drug discovery phase before the preclinical testing that is done in animals what are the processes what are the steps very broadly speaking it includes the screening procedures it includes sometimes by chance a very careful lucky observation may also give you to see or observe serendipity and then all these things they are gathered and they are put into the efforts of drug designing that include the development of all sorts of drugs synthetic drugs non synthetic drugs natural drugs and that actually involves the whole process of lead optimization development of the lead compound and following it is the preclinical testing studies that are done in the animals but break time here till we move on to our next episode because we are celebrating the international podcast month now from this episode it's going to be all in all up to 3 to 4 episodes that i'm going to give you as bonus episodes about very important some of my favorite topics to take a break from the ongoing autonomic nervous system I thought it would be a nice strategy some good break and switching over of topics for myself and for you also for all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast do visit www.isfarmacologydifficult.com where you can also sign up for a free monthly newsletter of mine it actually contains a lot of updates about medical sciences drug information updates and my podcast updates also You can follow me on different social media handles like Twitter, Insta, Facebook and LinkedIn. They all are with the same name. It's Pharmacology Difficult. If you're listening for the first time, do subscribe and follow whatever platform you are consuming this episode. Stay tuned. Do rate and review on iTunes Apple Podcast. Stay safe, stay happy, stay enlightened. Thank you.